This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening, everyone. Thanks for joining the Tohallenbach podcast, proudly sponsored by Six Yards Out and Pearson's Bar. I'm the Lord Supreme host, Nathaniel Witto, joined by Will and Ant today for a very exciting, uh, fun podcast, hopefully, because Hull City finally won a home match the first time under Liam Rossini. Got lots of stats based on that to read out in a little bit. So, uh, Will and Ant, I assume we're, we're both all very happy as Hull fans at the moment. So how are you today? Good. Yeah, it's um, it's been a while since we can actually talk about a home win. Yeah, first time since October the fifth. But what about you, Will? Are you you delighted to be joining us today again? No, I'm so. absolutely devastated. To be honest, I was hoping we would lose another four girls or something like that. And mm. um, mm. you're not my host, not Supreme host. Uh, I'm the host of the people. You know, I think. I hope I can say that. But anyway, let's get on to it. So, Hull City beat Q, uh, QPR Queen's Park Rangers 3-0. And uh, that was the first home win, as you said, since the 5th of October. We hadn't won the previous seven home matches. Uh, it's the first game we've won at home since uh, Ian Rossini took charge of the club. And he's mentioned in many press conferences um, before this game and after this game that he's, you know, just, he'd been hoping for that moment for a very long time. So, Ant, and um, we've been talking about the home form on all of the previous podcasts. How big is it for Rossini and the club to finally get that win? Massive, because I think he'll have been extra. Um, he, the fact that he'd still not won the first few home games he had, Rossini, I think, will have been getting to him. Um, we know how much he loves the club. We know how much he wants to do well, so... 
um, not being able to celebrate in front of his home fans, which I think he's actually said in one of his interviews was something he was desperately looking for. And um, to do it in, the, in an emphatic way, it's, what, it's a, a good QPR team. You know, they've come out of form lately, but, um, you know, they were in the top six uh, in and around um, last season-ish and, and, and they have been hovering around there this season. So they are a good side um, and, and we've kind of dismantled them, which is, I think, uh, says more about where we're going um, than it does perhaps where QPR are going. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's important to finally get that first home win because obviously going into... Um, Cardiff now, we, we've got that monkey off our backs and can have a bit of less pressure that we perhaps maybe looking mm-hmm. at we should be beating kind of thing. Yeah. Would you second that, Will? Seemed wise to me. Hey. Uh, yeah, it wasn't uh, too bad, was it, really? Sissy were superb. They were by far the better side. Um, Queen's Park Rangers didn't really turn up, to be honest. I mean, they, they tried about, about 10, 15 minutes at the start of the second half, but for the most part, they weren't really even involved in any way. Probably the best they had attacking was when they went 3-0 down, which I think says a lot about how they played. And uh, Neil Critchley wasn't happy in the post-match press conference either. Um, but it was nice to hear Liam be able to talk about something other than home form, or at least not in the negative anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly, because um, yeah. that, that had been mentioned in every press conference. It was starting to play on his mind. And um, he said it, it feels like it's been two years since he joined the club and didn't get that home win. Of course, it's only really been, um, of course, it's, um, was it maybe four games he's managed? Um, of course, we had the World Cup break. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely fantastic that we got the win. It sounded as if we did the opposite of what we did against Huddersfield, where we started really slowly. Um, against QPR, got that early goal. Connolly even had a chance to score before that. Um, but just want to talk about the, the tactics of the game. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, QPR had 60% possession, whereas the previous home games against Blackpool, Huddersfield, and of course Sunderland, who went down to 10 men, um, as did Blackpool. They were, and I talked about this on the preview yesterday, those teams were difficult to break down because they sort of parked the bus a bit we, um, when we had more the ball whereas it was the opposite for QPR. So, um, of course, we got that third goal from them you know, pushing up higher and not really defending um, as much as those other teams. So did the QPR trying to have the ball more maybe make it almost like an away game in a way? Is that why we won the game, do you think, Will? I think having the... Yeah, I think they wanted to actually, unlike most teams that come to the KC, they actually wanted to try and push and control sort mm-hmm. of the game. Um, and I think having a high line really, really messed them up. I think they made a massive mistake with that because it just allowed people like it just allowed Connolly to constantly get in behind it. it and Connolly had a fantastic game with them. I don't know who it wasn't. It would have been I think it was Dickie who was mainly against for the most part. And he just he tore them to pieces. Especially the third goal just shows it all the how poor the high line was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you said rightly that Critchley was very upset about that in the press conference. And he wasn't happy I, in the post press conference. Yeah. I always try and watch it, um, the opposition one, when we win. And it always reminds me of the League One season when they're all so bitter. And maybe it was a little bit today because QPR, perhaps looking at our form, thought they could get something out of the game. And, uh, yeah, the third goal especially was complaining that the, the high line was a big mistake when he ha- uh, had Seri on the ball. Of course, we've mentioned it already, but Connolly got two goals. Um, you know, Matt mentioned a few episodes ago, he, uh, episodes ago he wanted Connolly to score 
15 goals till the end of the season. I thought that was a bit unrealistic. Oh, but yeah. with the start he's had, two goals against uh, QPR and just his uh, second uh, proper uh, start. And what, what are you thinking of Connolly at the moment? Is he one of the best signings we've made even this season? I like him. I think it's um, testament to Rosinia that he's, he's obviously managed to get him um, for and helping him reach the potential that he obviously thinks he can reach because, you know, he, he came with um, some bad rap from the previous clubs. And, and you can usually tell, and I, I know like some fans can be bitter about players sometimes and, and, and we'll just say anything, you know, when the player's going. Um, but usually you can tell yeah. what kind of player you're signing by the comments underneath the posts on like, you know, social media. Like we have probably been um, positive with Josh Emmanuel, for example. So Grimsby will assume they're getting a very good player. Um, whereas everything was negative with Connor, so maybe we allowed that. To, yeah, maybe they allowed us to um, be blinkered a little bit in that sense um, and, and expect him not really to hit the ground running. But um, like Rosini has said, he worked with him at Brighton. He knows what he can do. So if he can bring him here and help him sort of get his career back on track, then we'd all be for that. And judging by his start, um, I mean, even against Sheffield United, he, he was lucky to score, uh, unlucky not to score the first goal. But he was a, a all game. Uh, and that's the kind of player I think we've been missing. You know, somebody to wind up the opposition, somebody to constantly ask questions and and have the opposition's defence, yeah. you know, thinking twice. Because he's he's a bit of a different threat, isn't he, to, to to what we've had this season. Whereas, you know, I find Longman on his day can be very good, but but still quite predictable. Whereas Aaron Connolly, like as a defender, I think playing against him would be you don't know what he's going to do from one minute to the next. So um, <laughs> that, that probably hurt Nathaniel in his soul. Um, and I'm going to enjoy that moment. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I think that, I think that um, if he continues in the vein of form he's in, um, then, you know, it, it takes a bit of the goal scoring burden off Oscar, um, which looks as though he could be a kind of player Oscar who scores in, in, in patches rather than throughout the season. And, if you've got other players picking up goals here and there, then it's it's going to win you more games, and then then obviously we'll, we'll, it'll help turn those draws to wins, hopefully. So, yeah, I'm 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 happy with this start. I hope he continues. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's absolutely correct. Um, I've seen people say that uh, Oscar plays better with a front two. Of course, I think uh, you know there was a long time when Tete was out injured, and I know he was on the wing, but he's also a striker. And uh, when Tete and Oscar were playing early in the season that's when we're getting the best out of Oscar and then um, yeah as you said don't have to rely on him maybe you know if uh, Oscar and maybe Connolly play better in the front two I saw someone mention of course with the um, Irish link maybe Connolly's a bit like Shane Long um, you know he's going to put himself about he's not the tallest but you know um, you know he's a good threat and um, got the pace and maybe Oscar's a bit like Jelovic because sort of I don't know a good finisher, but I don't know whether they have the best dribbling ability. Um, I think that was one thing I was sort of really Yelovich. So, yeah, if we can get the, the best out of those two and don't have to rely on Oscar, as I think I said in the, the previous episode, maybe we're relying on him, then that could get the best out of both of them. But, uh, of course, I think, I mean, it was a fantastic performance. Um, three goals and a clean sheet. Um, sort of the complete performance. Um, one other player that had a lot of um, praise after the game was Cannon Elder. So, Will, what did you make of him? And, of course, he had big boots to fill after Greaves was out injured. Yeah. Um, I thought, to be fair, no one had a bad game, really. To be fair, no one had a bad game. But 
yeah, he very much was impressive, was Callum Elder. Like you say, it was interesting seeing him coming into the side, knowing that we'd sent Brandon Fleming out on loan, who I know a lot of fans are big fans of, um, mm. and knowing that we're keeping Callum Elder. And there was obviously links. There's been links over the last few days with Toffler from Forest. Obviously, nothing happened with that in the end anyway. But it was nice to see Elder put himself out there and show that he's still a competent and decent fullback and can do it at this level. Because I've always liked Elder. I know he always has got a lot of stick and he has had some hit and miss times, but it's nice seeing him play well because I think he's a really nice person as well. As someone who's spoken to him um, in and obviously listened to him in press conferences for Westall, um, he comes across such a nice... I could listen to him for hours. He comes across as a great person. Um, and it's nice to see him having good performances as well. On Connolly, I love having a fucking little shit house in the team yeah. as well. You need like them. him. I already yeah. and you want them already on your them. team, don't you? You don't want to play against them, but yeah. you want them. That's the sort of character you need in the squad. And I think what he said in the annoying press little bastards. Mm, what he said in the press conference and the uh, interview after the game that he sort of let his standards slip a bit, and uh, you know he really needed the senior to sort of come in and. Uh, you know, get the best out yeah, of him again. He, he'd said, he had said in the post-match game about how he... he Rossini told him he was being too good. He was being too nice when he first arrived. He was try, like, trying to be a good pair, good boy. like mm. And Rossini told him, no, act like a little shit. Essentially, he told him to act like, like he normally does, act a bit of a his house. Mm. And I think he needs to, and it brings all the best out of him. But, Absolutely. Like I said, no one had a bad game. Nobody had a mm. bad game. Except QPR, really. Well, for City, um, anyway. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I did... I don't know whether I said this beforehand, but um, I'm certainly thinking it uh, now, and I said it on the preview, that maybe it's a little bit easier to get that win um, against a team sort of middle of the table. Um, of course, Blackpool and, and Huddersfield, we didn't get the wins there, but they were battling at the bottom of the table. They desperately needed the points, whereas QPR, you know, sort of not really aiming for anything at the moment with the form they're in. So perhaps it's going to be, you know, it was easier against QPR than it's going to be against Cardiff. But uh, I think QPR are a good team and should have maybe got playoffs a few years ago. I mean, last season didn't really live up to expectations, but had a good push at the start of the year. So I think it's it's a good statement of intent and hopefully we can push on because I think Rossini has definitely improved us. And uh, that's just one more example of, of how that's happened. I mean, until Beal left them, they were looking guaranteed to be shouting for a good shout for being in the playoffs. To be fair, mm. they were when he left them. There was thirteen places between us and them, and now obviously we're once the next one another on the table. Yeah, are, are they just one above us? Mm. They're just one above us, yeah. Yeah, and of course we do usually struggle against the teams in and around us. Um, but I mean, hopefully in a few weeks we're going to be struggling against the teams in the rounders who are, you know, sixth and seventh. Hopefully we get up the table the with more, more wins like that. Yeah. No. And then, um, of course, clean sheet, absolutely massive. Um, we'll get on to sort of Ingram and the Darlow situation in a little bit. But uh, first home clean sheet this season, first in 15 league games, as we didn't get one last game of last year. And, of course, another um, goal conceded in the, uh, or two in the FA Cup. So that's another massive thing that, you know, I think I'd sort of forgotten about, but um, hopefully we get another one against Cardiff and start making it a um, sort of a habit um, under the senior getting clean sheets. So, uh, and how important is that? 
it's it's yeah, it's another monkey that we've got far back in it. Like we were the only side in the league, I think, that had the clean sheet at home. So it's another one of those things that we've got off, um, and we can start looking positively at it now. Um, I think the, the, the one thing we can say from Rosinia since he's took over is, um, I think we've only conceded more than once, twice, I think, is it, since he's taken over? So, you mm. know, it's the polar opposite to what we was under Shotter, where we were yeah, just him, yeah. rolling over and having our bellies tickled every game. Yeah. Um, it's... You know, we were giving ourselves mountains to climb with the amount of goals we were conceding. We are having to score two to at least draw and three to win, and we were never doing that every game, was we? So at the minute, if we're only conceding one or keeping clean sheets, which I think we've had, what, four or five under Rossi now, um, it gives us the biggest chance to actually win games because then you only need to score one or two. So, you know, that that set-piece goal or that counter-attack goal, it gives us more chance to actually get points on the board. So um, that was his main job uh, for me when he first came in, was to sort the defence out, and he's done that. We are hard to beat. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you can flip the you can flip the home form around and say we're unbeaten at home in four games. Yeah, I yeah, think we drew you, three you of can them, do but that. Lost in four games. So, when, when you've you won know, one of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, you can you can twist it into a positive. Yeah, we'd like to have turned those draws into wins, and and a couple of games, obviously, with them being down to ten men, we should have probably gone on and won that. But under Shotter, we lose those games. So there's clear progress i like the way that we're going Absolutely. i like the identity of the team and i think that even going forward we're looking far more threatening too so the balance of the side looks like it's there it's organized and that leads to these clean sheets uh, so hopefully we get more of them mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's great to be a city fan at the moment really there's there's only real positives to talk about on the pitch um of course we've only lost two under the senior one of those was very last minute goal before the world cup and then one against sheffield united who were you know almost definitely going to get promoted and then you know lots of draws and wins some good goals and then off the pitch of course we've got a great owner and we've had a, a pretty successful January transfer window so um I think that's most of the things we want to cover from the QPR game really great to get the win and um, you know I think we scoring first um really helped us uh, in that and um, of course going into another home game against card if you really need to win that first home game if you've got two consecutive ones, I think, because then you can take the momentum into the next one rather than, you know, you haven't won the first one. I mean, still the second game, there's all the more pressure. So to get that off the back is uh, absolutely fantastic. And I mentioned off-the-pitch things. It's the, uh, well, the January transfer window has just ended, had deadline day on Tuesday. So um, generally, well... Slam um, shut. Slam shut, exactly, to use a a good football cliche there. Um, Rate the transfer window out of 10. Do you think it was a, a successful one for the club? Oh, yeah, for the most part, yeah, because I, I wasn't outside of getting rid of... They've got rid of a lot of players who weren't, weren't be playing, really, and they've brought in a couple mm-hmm. of interesting and exciting prospects so far. And obviously, a couple of them aren't coming into the club for a while anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, we missed out on a couple of at the end. But the, to be honest, like... I didn't really know who most of them were until they were linked with us. Like yeah. De La Fuerte, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we got the main targets we wanted sorted, which was Dalo, was the main target, I think, on Deadline Day. Obviously, we wanted to get a couple of others in, but I don't think there were priorities compared to him. And we knew mm-hmm. that one was going to happen. It was just waiting for the League Cup semi-finals to be over. Yeah, that wasn't really a deadline day signing, which is going to happen on deadline day. Um, the the uh, complete, yeah. uh, you know, sort of roster that we brought in and out, uh, 
out have gone Tyler Smith on loan to Oxford, same with Fleming, and then Emmanuel to Grimsby, Scott to oh, Exeter. For either an undisclosed fee or a free transfer, um, the clubs um, wrote different things on their Twitter account. We said that we got some money, whereas Exeter <laughs> wanted to say it was for free. So I, I honestly have no idea who's right there. And then um, Cynic's gone on loan to um, Talia Spohr for the rest of the season. And Williams, uh, Randall Williams, uh, left quite early in the window to Bolton. And then, of course, we brought in Malcolm Ebuwei. Ebuwei? Uh, yes. I, is that right? Yes. I, I, I thought it was something different, but Malcolm on loan from Crystal Palace. Ebuwei is how I, how I was calling Thank you. Yes. Before the podcast... Just call him Malcolm. Malcolm, yeah. Before it, I was practicing and I got it right, but Ebiowe, there, there we go. And then uh, Uriel Shelley from, I mean, I can't remember which club it was from Peru, but he's gone straight back to Peru. So we'll talk about that in a little second. And then uh, Carl Darlow. So four in and uh, a few more academy players out on loan. And then a fair few on a permanent transfer to some lower league clubs. So, um, yeah, removing the deadwood as you'd call it, which I always think is a, a bit sort of derogatory, um, was probably one of the main things Rossini wanted. He said he oh. wanted a, a thinner squad. Yeah, it was, it was my case of... It's my case of like, Randall Williams wasn't going to get any game time. Brandon, he wants him to go and get game time elsewhere. And I think it's the same with Tyler Smith as well. He wants him getting game time elsewhere. And mm. uh, James Scott, he was never going to get a chance here as well. No. after Because and... he, he never really showed it, to be fair. Uh, another uh, transfer we brought in and got injured very quickly. And same with Emmanuel, really. And a lot of mm. those players who've left have had a lot of injury problems. Yeah, I feel um, sorry for Emmanuel because he had a really good League One. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Shep says that um, League One was a great season for Emmanuel and it was. And then, of course, Kyle came in and we didn't really mm. look back. But uh, I suppose Deadwood's a bit harsh because a lot of these players are quite young still and could well go and have a, a good career. It's just never really going to be for us. And um, I think we've pretty much got rid of the dead wood that we signed um, when we had the embargo, because Moncur has gone and uh, Williams and those sort of people that never e even played last season. And then this year with the new owner, it was never really going to happen. So, um, Ant, what, what about you? Is it a successful transfer window for City? I think most people would say it's been very solid. Yeah, I think from a fan's perspective, I'm, I'm fairly happy with that. I think if I was being greedy, I would have liked to have seen Van Heck come in, uh, mm -hmm. another right-sided defender, but um, I'm, I'm fine with Alfie if, if he gets injured. I think we're quite light on the on the, 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 the centre-back side of things. But, I mean, you've got Figs, who, who obviously can come in. Um, hopefully his time out of the spot has, 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 has helped him sort of blend into the team system a bit more now. Um mm -hmm. Uh, and like you say, we got rid of the likes of Randall Williams. Andy Cannon went as well, didn't he? And um, the players that realistically, you know, were wasting their careers here because they would. Um, it, it gives them a better chance to actually go and make something of themselves, and and obviously gets them off our wage bill. And uh, then you look at the loans we sent out. Tyler Smith, I think, has played well for us this season when he's come on, but he's never realistically going to start. So it's it's better off to send him elsewhere to get, you know, a regular run of games where he can try and find his goal scoring form. The Brandon Fleming one, um, I think it's an interesting one. I think because he's younger than Elder, they'd rather him go and get experience elsewhere because he's not actually played that many games in his career, has he, Fleming? He's, he's had a bad time with injuries. So get him out in League One. No. I, I do think the Oxford fans have been saying he's been playing quite poorly at the minute. 
um, from what I've been reading on Twitter, they've been uh, quite unimpressed with his start, so that's quite interesting. Um, maybe needs a bit more time to settle in, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, overall, very yeah. good window. I think I'm, I'm excited by the players we've brought in, which is good. Um, I think Darlow's a very competent goalkeeper. You know, he was, he was very good at, uh, I think it was Forrest he was at before he got his move to Newcastle, and obviously he's got some Premier League pedigree as well. Yeah. Um, and then you've got uh, Malcolm, who's an exciting winger. You've got um, uh, Connolly, who's hit the ground running. So, and then this Chelly lad, we, we obviously know nothing about and probably won't do for another year or two. <laughs> but it, I trust the club, and, and if it's one for the future, then fair play. But yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, it's been a, a far less quiet window than the summer one, but uh, one that I think was, was probably needed. We didn't need another very, very busy window, did we? You mean far more quiet, I assume, and... We've signed fewer players. Yeah. 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 Well, but I think it was less quiet than I imagined it was going to be. I, I think we had a very good squad going into, um, you know, January and we've brought in four players. Only three of them are going to play for us. Although I'm, you know, still not convinced like um, Eber, Malcolm might come back in and, um, you know, play one game and get injured again, as a lot of our wingers do. Um, it's usually wingers that, that seems to happen to. I think you know, of course, Polkas and Ali Arm and all. It was those interesting people. that we apparently Snowcast. had a little dabble in um, uh, with Newcastle asking about Ryan Fraser because at Championship mm. level, that would have been some signing. Um, oh, absolutely. I, I, whether or not that was true, I don't know. I mean, there's nothing really came of it. Probably not. Rumor, was it? But... He don't. He down tools to leave Bournemouth to go to Newcastle. So I'd be surprised if he was getting kicked out of Newcastle already. Mm. Or you happily buy Eddie Howe. But, yeah, yeah. they're in a completely different era now, aren't they? Newcastle with the new owners, they're signing an entirely yeah. different caliber of player, are they? Let's be honest. I don't think he'd be happy with it, though, is the thing. Oh, well, mm. yeah. Well, I think the loans, um, because it, it seems rare that in the last few years until very recently that we've had players good enough as sort of second or fringe, fringe players to actually go out on loan to uh. EFL sides, so I think going, uh, mm. you know, Smith and Fleming going to the same team, that's going to be quite exciting if if Oxford are ever on the TV until the end of the season, I might tune in and see how they're doing and hopefully then playing together. I mean, what I'd really want is a, a Brandon Fleming crossed to Tyler Smith who scores. You know, I, I want that to happen once, that'd be, that'd be a good use of uh, the loan system for there. And then, yeah, signing those players, I think Darlow will be quite an interesting one to see whether Ingram is taken out um, against uh, Cardiff and maybe um, plays Darlow. I think that would be slightly unfair, but I doubt we're going to be paying Darlow's probably bigger wages if he's a Premier League player for him to just be on the bench. So that's certainly an interesting one. But then I think the the biggest drama on deadline day, as always, is for the whole was, um, as you said, Conrad de la Fuente, uh, from Marseille, a winger, and uh, the drama at the end was that we, we weren't able to get that over the line, not because of City's fault, but Marseille and Olympiacos, where he'd been on loan, couldn't uh, cut the deal short, the loan deal short. So that was very frustrating. It was very, it was, I think, maybe even like one o'clock in the morning or something. We learned that um, we weren't going to sign him. But as you said, yeah, I think. The, it would have just been a bonus. We've already got a lot of wingers. Most of them are injured, but when they come back, I don't think he was going to play over some of these others. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, I think I'd say it was a 7 out of 10. 
Um, maybe if we'd brought in Conrad, I'm just going to call them all by their first names. Um, same with Oscar, you know, that was a difficult one. Just easier. To start the season. And Figueredo started as Tobias. Um, I think, yeah, it'd been a solid window. I would have liked a centre-half, but the defence has improved. I think the start of January, yeah, a centre-half was, was desperately needed, but we've had a few clean sheets um, and even one at home since then. So we didn't really need that. So a 7 out of 10, but uh, uh, you two, Ant, out of 10, I want a number. Rate it out of 10. Uh, yeah, I'd say 7 out of 10. Like I say, I think I'd have liked to have seen Van Heck. Um, I'm not. I'm not too convinced by Figs as a backup in in the system that we're playing. But um, the rest of it, you can't fault. So yeah, seven out of ten. Fair enough. And what about you, Will? Seven also. I bet you're going to say I'm seven. I'm going to give it a seven point four. So that would be rounded down to a seven. So that's a. Seven out of ten for all three of us, or twenty-one out of thirty. No, it's seven point four. Nonsense. All right, twenty-one point four out of thirty, which is you know pretty pretty solid, as I said. So um, some injury news, or more so players coming back from injury, which is always a positive. Uh, Jacob Greaves is going to be back for the Cardiff City game. He was uh, out for the QPR one, but yeah. But I mean, controversial. But we won three 0 Elder was one of the highest rated players from uh, everyone who watched the game. Should should we drop Elder and bring Greaves back in? But Elder played really well. Because we, we, Rosinia said if you come into I the team the, and you play well... The, the Greaves situation is, is weird because I think the most likely person to lose his place will be McLaughlin. It'll be really, really harsh. Because mm. I think McLaughlin's been very, very good since coming in. I thought he was very good against QPR as well. His, his long diag passes seem to just be like inch I mean, perfect. He's like the centre back Palo, isn't he? Whoever you, whoever you drop, it's harsh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Cal Melder came in and did very well. And I think maybe having more, a more natural left back adds to sort of the, the balance of the side. And and I do know that he obviously only put Greaves in in the first place as, as a fullback because he wanted more height in the side um, to defend set pieces. But I think we've come to a point where we, we, we're relatively good at defending our set pieces now. Um, so he might be a bit more confident. I mean, like you say, you don't change a winning team, do you? I'd, I'd maybe let Greavesy have, have, no. have, have another game off. Um, uh, it'd be, like you say, it'd be very, very harsh to drop any of the back four um, based on the last performance. Um, so, But then again, you would also look at the other side of it and say that Greaves is quite undroppable. But, mm. you, you know, the injuries come at a bad time <laughs> for him. So, Absolutely. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think maybe if I was the senior um, and uh, I was thinking about the selection for Saturday, maybe I'd do something controversial and drop Jones because I think having Greaves and McLaughlin at defence would be good and then keep Elder in. But then again, you're dropping a player who wouldn't deserve it because he kept a clean sheet. I think, yeah, whichever way it goes, it would be a, a bit harsh. But um, McLaughlin and Greaves on the ball, I think, are, are very good. And... Um, I mean, probably Greaves would have to come in at some point, but maybe if we don't keep a clean sheet and able to plays, then maybe you can swap him out there and uh, have you know save Greaves through. It's going to be a tough game at Stoke, um, an away game where it's going to need a lot of energy. So, I think I think keeping it as it is, uh, I'm I'm leaning that way. What about you, Will? I'm not against it. Hmm. As much as I adore Greaves. I'm not against leaving it the same because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. 
Absolutely, and it certainly isn't broken. Um, but uh, one thing that was broken was my heart when Longman had a back injury and didn't start the game after a very good cameo against Sheffield United. Um, so, I, I mean, I think we've just said we're going to keep it as it is, but uh, I mean, I would change a winning side and put Longman in every time, but uh, I think just another option to have um, a bit of pace up front uh, for the last 15 minutes. So, um, I think, yeah, keep it as it is. The same lineup, unless there are any other injuries. Um, however, if I was a manager, Longman would be the captain. Uh, and then, um, yeah, Malcolm and Pelkas will be back for Stoke. Uh, Adama Traore is still sort of going to play some under-21s games. I mean, Aliar's back on the grass as well. I mean, I don't know what back on the grass means. I mean, is that two weeks away, three weeks away, a week away from playing? I, I don't know. But, um, yeah, some some positive news. It means he's doing actual training fund. with the squad, essentially, proper training. Hmm. I suppose. Or, or does it mean he's doing just runs by himself in the corner? He'll have been doing sessions. He'll have been doing. If he was back, he'll be doing sessions in like the gym and stuff like that prior. Hmm. Anyway, he's here's a, back on the actual field doing. Yeah, as host. We, we ask this question on a daily to, basis, Lee. We've got to answer this. Where is Joel nowadays? Is this still part of the podcast? Asks <laughs> Lee. Uh, yes. He's in the group he's chat. Somewhere. He's, he's somewhere. He's somewhere out there. He's probably watching. Isn't he? This. He's always. It's 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 not an ideal day of the week that we record for Joel. Um, it's it's quite a nightmare as you can imagine trying to get um three people um on a on a on a on the same night that are available, especially when like you've got different. So like I, for example, I'm full time, but I've got two kids. It's, mm. it's 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 very tough, and and Joel's always busy. I think the. If we changed it to a different day, Joel would always be on, and then I probably wouldn't be. So it's just one of those situations. Uh, mm. We might look at changing, obviously, when we record. Um, based on, I'm, I mean, I should be getting a new job soon, so it might be able to change soon. We'll we'll have mm-hmm. a look. Cool. Well, enough of your life story. Like We're going to talk about Longman. So <laughs> Danny Blanchard says, uh, "Bring Longman in," but would you really drop Longman after his performance on Saturday? Now. As someone who didn't watch the game, did did two fan play well? I don't know. He basically almost scored against uh, QPR with the own goal. He'll he'll sort of claim that that was all him. So uh, I don't think so. Don't change your. I'm well in. I'm well in the camp that two fan is a very good option to use when 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 we're when we're at home because um, we need that kind of player to unlock the defense or be an extra goal threat. Um, I like, you know, maybe not so much. Perhaps not away at Stoke might not be um, the kind of two fan game. Um, that's literally the can he do it on a Tuesday night in Stoke kind of situation, isn't it? Um, but it's for, for me, Longman's a good player. On he's, he's just so inconsistent, isn't he? At the minute, like one one minute he looks like he comes on and he's 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 beating the fullback for fun and, and and getting the ball in the box. And then some games he just can't get into it. And I don't know, maybe it's perhaps the fullbacks he's coming up against. Um, but for me, I, I would start two fun still. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Adrian Wright from West Hall FM says, tell Will to stop swearing so we can use it on the radio. We're just, just going to have to edit, you know, edit, edit it all out. So sorry, Adrian. And then, uh, yeah, that, that I think... Um, uh, and I'm you sorry, were responding. Eddie. I'm sorry, boss. Yeah, it's descending into chaos again. Ian yeah. says we should send Longman out on loan. That's the only way he'll get game time. Well, I think he's played probably the most minutes of any winger this season for City. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that's so. 
I is anyone who's not getting injured? His contract. He's, yeah, he's I, probably I played so. probably like somewhere around the most games of, of any players in the squad this season. But but is yeah. that down to injury? Of you know, but you know, really, it's definitely down really to injury. <laughs> so it's one of those. I mean, he's. We know how good he can be. It's just a frustrating player when he's long. He's going to be the new Wilkes, isn't he? I was just about to say exactly the same thing. It reminds <laughs> me of a certain Malik Wilkes. But let's get off Longman and injuries and transfer news and talk ahead to the uh, Cardiff City match. Uh, Cardiff, no wins since the last time we played them, uh, which is even before the World Cup. Um, I think it's eight or nine games. And uh, yeah, they're rubbish. So um, how are we going to mess this one up? Because that is typical City to to yeah, give a team that needs a win. Of course, they haven't won in ages. So, uh, will uh, are you feeling confident? Because we should do right. We should be confident. I mean, we should be. Yeah, uh, family ended the the hoodoo at home. I mean, the, the team should be full of confidence now. Family actually going forward, and it's not that like even just that we can. Score win at home, it's that we can keep a clean sheet at home, it's that we can dominate a game completely like that at home and take our chances. And against a team that, like you say, is not in the best of form, I know we always like to go typical City because it's the very easy thing to do and it'll be used if we lose. Um, Absolutely. Oh, if we're going to win, we're going to smash it. Another 3-0. Yeah, I think... I think that... I'd like to be confident and say it's going to happen, but because of the amount of draws Cardiff and the amount of draws we have had recently, I think a draw is probably the most likely result. A curse says 1-1 prediction. I think that's probably is the most likely uh, prediction. But And um, we've just thumped Queen's Park Rangers. Surely we're going to get another home win, right? Yeah, I was just thinking about formulating this answer in a way that doesn't make me seem hypocritical. So we yeah, have to go into that game confident because we've won three nil however i do think cardiff are going to be one of those sides similar to huddersfield where you know they're going to probably try and and, and limit us play for a point essentially or try and smash and grab it and we've proven lately that we can't really break these teams down at her that um uh, it's you know i think qpr tried to pull them and try and and ended up that battle. Cardiff are going to try and frustrate us, and they've got a new manager who's going to want to try and just start getting points on the board to get them away from the bottom three. And mm-hmm. like you say, it's all the typical city syndrome. But to me, I just think we've got too much in the squad. I just look at the, the starting eleven at the minute, and I just think, how can we not win? And it's been a while since I've I've looked at looked at a, 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 a city team and thought that in a game. Um, mm-hmm. I just think that in terms of a squad, we are we are so the league position isn't where this squad deserves to be. And I think this is now that win against QPR could be that flagship moment where, you, you know, we, we, the, 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 it really kicks in and, and, and we take that momentum forwards and hopefully we get another two, three nil against Cardiff. And then we can go into a bit of confidence against Stoke. And then we've got a tough game against Norwich. And, you know, it's, 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 yeah. it's getting as many points on the board and being in an, in amongst that mid table yeah. mix. Yeah. And I, I do think that we will beat Cardiff and I do think it will be, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to say 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. So not two, another clean sheet, but I'd, I'd certainly no, take a 2-1. I, th- I think it will be tight. Um, Sebri Lamushi, 
uh, who is the former manager of Nottingham Forest. He's the new Cardiff manager. They didn't have much of the ball at Luton, but lost on Tuesday night to a last-minute goal from uh, Adebayo there. So I think it will be a tight game. They're going to defend deep like Blackpool and Huddersfield did. But yeah, I think Connolly's he's, he's in great form. Same with Oscar. Surely one of those two strikers will hopefully get us the first goal again and then we can push on from there. I think if Cardiff score first or... It's a long time before anyone scores. Could be a, a tight, nervy finish. I feel like, but... um, as an episode, we've not heaped enough praise on Seri either. I think. Um... Oh yes. Shall we take five minutes just to talk about can how we... good Seri is? Need to. Can you can we can to. we can we post just like a video of of Seri highlights for about five minutes? I love the guy. I, I, oh. I think he had a tough start, but given his interview with Baz, I think it's clear that he's loving his new role with Rosie and it's mm. really showing the kind of player that we expected to be signing and he's just running games at the minute it's lovely to see yeah or at least he's, he's enjoying not being managed by Shotter because it was basically that interview was basically criticising how bad their management was under Shotter saying we didn't really or at least implying that it wasn't really a proper system and um, you know of course with the way results went um, that was probably true. And yeah, controlling the games with more possession is exactly the sort of thing he, he likes to do. But, uh, well, yeah, we don't really need to talk about Seri because it's just so obvious. Look at him. Look at him. Look at oh, him. Very handsome, lovely man. Absolutely. For our audio but, viewers, know, Will's just shown a picture of John Michael Surrey. Ah, that's very good. Very good. Um, shall... to die for. Well, I mean, Seri is always a shoe in for our lineup, and he's always a shoe in for my uh, joint lineup. I did a combined one of us and the Bluebirds. So this is your opportunity to be mean to me again and criticize my choices. Uh, sorry, Ant, you've been erased from the uh, picture here. So um, Darlow and Goal, Greaves, McLaughlin, Cedric Kipre, and Cyrus Christie, Seri in midfield, Slater, uh, Ryan Wintle of Cardiff, Connolly, uh, Robinson, the winger for Cardiff, and Oscar up front. So, is that all four again, or is it fine? I, I, Ingram slander. I, I don't know what I mean, but how can how can you have any of Cardiff's defence? Well, because our defence over the course of a season has been quite no, easy. I, I I watched the preview yesterday, Nathaniel, and I thought your logic for uh, saying that our defence was poor is basing us under Shotter. Since Rosie, our defence oh, has absolutely. been very good. Yeah, exactly. This is the problem. But also, I am doing what um, Football Clichés podcast said a few a few um, episodes ago, that basically when you do a, a combined lineup, it's nonsense. And, uh, you know, it is nonsense here. But you've got to have, yeah, like, is. one... You've got to have one player from each team in, like, at least one in midfield and one in defence, you know? Otherwise, what's the point? So, um, unless we play... Pandering! Unless we play Wigan again, which I don't think we're going to do, who are bottom of the league, we're not going to have one where it's all 11 whole players. Maybe when we play Burnley, it could be 11 Burnley players because they're just so good. But, um, yeah, but I don't think it's con as controversial. Nah, because it's very okay to Burnley side. Maybe, maybe he would, maybe he would. But uh, I think uh, putting Darlow in, considering we've not actually seen him play, is very brave. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know about that one because he might suck. But I mean, you know, Ingram has been against. Ingram has been so good this season, and and, and I just I, I don't get why we all expect that he's going to be instantly dropped. He's been he, even like we had question marks over his distribution under the new possession based play out from the back side as he wants to do, and I think even now he's showing improvements in his passing as well. 
like Rosie said, he was even impressed. I mean, the goal, um, the third goal, was it when Connolly gets through on goal after the Seri pass? When, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, Rosie even said himself um, that, that Ingram could have hit that long and he chose not to. He, he played it into the middle to Sari, who then sees the run of Connolly. So we don't score that if he hits it long. So he's, he's learning the system and he's got better. And I, I don't think, Dal- I think Dallow will really struggle to get in the team. And I think he's been made aware that he's got a battle on for the number one spot. It'll be the similar to how them and Baxter were. It'll be a case of one yeah, of he'll just be randomly dropped at one point, and we'll be like, "Why?" And then he'll just probably have a run yeah. of games. It's, it's it's very bizarre. Hmm. Absolutely, it's it's one of those um, debates that I think City fans are going to have an awful lot. And it was the same when we were comparing Ingram and Baxter. I think because of the Premier League experience. Um, Darlow might just have the edge, but it will be difficult to get back into the team, especially especially a goalkeeper. It's difficult because there's only that that one spot. Um, and Shep asks, has Baxter gone back to Chelsea? Yes. Yes, he has. He has. It's not being officially didn't, announced. Didn't, didn't but he was still here. He he's gone back to Chelsea for. He's gone back to Chelsea for tra- uh, treatment, Annie, but he's still technically uh, our the player. Cl- the club haven't announced it. Mm, I shouldn't really say this. Don't say it then. Uh, what lovely weather we're having at the moment. Uh, talk about literally anything else. Well, even he's if he's definitely he... not gone back, he's definitely Good. not gone back. Those breaches you've, end, yeah. You've, you've saved it there. Um, so, uh, I mean, even if Baxter was still at, or Baxter is still at the club, but he's That's not Will's going media to play. Pass revoked, he's not. He, he's not going to play over Darlow and Ingram because he's still injured for him another month or two so um yeah that's that's a shame about will's media career but um you know me and Ant, we, we've still got a shot so um I, mean, I don't really know whether there's anything else to mention um we're just gonna you know try and move past that as quickly as possible um and you said it was going to be 2-1 uh will um make these your final words um you know for the podcast because we're kicking you off of course um what what's the score going to be on Saturday? If you get it right, you can stay. Twa nil. Twa nil. So three nil to 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 which team? Yeah. Uh, Cardiff no Hull. Ah, cool. I will go one nil as as I that's what I said yesterday. I think it's going to be a very tight game. Um, Cardiff are not going to have much of the ball, and we have struggled to break teams down. But with the uh, you know, the two good strikers we've got at the moment up front scoring goals, I think we'll be able to get a, 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 an early goal perhaps, but then it might be a bit nervy and tight after that potentially, or, or before we score. So, um, yeah, thanks again for everyone who's commented. I hope, Will, um, you've enjoyed your time um, in the media. And um, and here's to many more, uh, you know, lovely episodes um, with you. So, you know. Thanks for your contributions. Thanks, everyone, for commenting and liking. We really appreciate it. And we'll be back next week. Any final words, Will? I have control of this account. I will just close it if you kick me off. Okay. So, I mean, a a bit of a a, a sour note to to end on, really, threatening the Lord Supreme Host, but uh, fair enough, right? So, yeah. Thanks very much for everyone to listening for listening and we'll see you again next week. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. 
Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five year warranty. And with a bench full of all star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.